Alrighty, everyone. Thank you again for joining me for another episode of Inside the Bunker. I want to apologize to start off for not having an episode last week to talk about Moon Knight Episode 3. We will be including Episode 3 and 4 notes in this episode, so there will be a lot of spoilers. Um, hopefully you guys have caught up and watched the episode, but um, if not, this is your warning. Turn it off. Uh, come back to it afterwards. Watch it afterwards after you've seen all the stuff that has transpired in the last two episodes of Moon Knight. So, I have Jared joining me again. Thanks for joining me again, Jared. So, a lot transpired in episode three. Um, again, I, I have notes from like a week ago, because we, we were planning this to get together and everything, and just stuff didn't work out. But what I really liked about episode three was the way the story is moving really fast, which is good. I mean, it's a six-episode series, so, I mean, you have to move fast, because if not, you're just going to leave a lot of information out um i really liked episode three as a whole i felt it was to me personally after the first two episodes episode three was my favorite i think you know not counting episode four i'm gonna pretend we haven't seen episode four yet but episode three was i think my favorite just because of the amount of information we got um to move the story forward um so what were some of your thoughts on that episode as well uh kind of the same thing like Every episode is better than the last so far, so like the hype just keeps building for me. Um, I did think episode three was kind of a cool mirror to episode one, which I thought was a little light on the action, and like oh, I was kind of mad we just kept missing all the cool stuff. This was kind of the flip of that. We just kept seeing action, and we were skipping the boring stuff, so... That made it really fun. I did like that. I, I did like the parts, like like you said, that was a perfect analogy of, um, like, in the, the rooftop chase scene, you know, with him blacking out, and then all of a sudden he's in a cab and everything, and he's like, mm. what what the hell? And he gets out and starts um, running after those, those kids. I really liked, too, that this is the first time we've spent any kind of time with Mark as, as Mark Spector. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, it's been told from Stephen Grant's perspective. And I, I like that he's not a, like, cold-blooded killer. I mean, we'll get into that later as far as some theories regarding him being a cold-blooded killer. But, um, like, when he was fighting the kid on the rooftop and he slaps him, he like he's about to, like, yeah. punch, punch him and he just, like, open-hand mm. slaps him, uh, which I laughed. I thought, I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. But um, yeah, I, I really liked that they're um, kind of making the, the three, I mean, personalities or alters, you know, very distinct, or the two that we've seen, very distinct, you know, which is obviously how mm -hmm. it should be. Yeah, um... I definitely caught the same thing with, uh, like, where he decides to slap the kid instead of punching him. Because it's almost like he remembers what Steven said to him. Like, oh, this blood is on both of our hands, not just yours. And he's, like, maybe starting to rethink his actions and his life choices, which is cool. Like, oh, hey, our three episodes in, we're already showing character growth. That's rad. There's a lot of interesting character work with Steven in general. Um, even, like, later on when he catches up to the kids and uh, he just has the last one left, and Kanchu's, like, provoking him, which is also very reminiscent of the comics, and he's like, uh, he's a kid, like, uh, maybe we don't do that? And Kanchu's like, oh, it'll be fine. Mm. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, that was my favorite, like, comedy moment of the episode, I think, was the, at the end, when he's like, oh, he'll talk, and then he's like, hmm, I really thought he would talk when he, when he, you know, cuts his, yeah. <laughs> his necktie and falls and off. Falls <laughs> I was like, wow, what an asshole. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but no, I'm glad that Kanchu kind of has that kind of dark personality. The 
to lead up to that scene, I know there's been a lot of rumors online and everything, and I know we've talked about it in the other two episodes we've done about him having his third personality, either Jake Lockley or whatever, or, or someone else, you know, if they wanted to introduce something else for the show. And I know that that scene with them stabbing um, the, the uh, one of the assailants and he's like, he's like, Steven, what did you do? And he's like, I didn't do anything. So obviously mm-hmm. something else. And I've seen theories like people are like, well, maybe it was Conchu. And I'm like, no, I don't think it was that. I mean, there's no reason why that would have happened. I, I do think it's a third personality of some sort. Um, yeah. do, do you are you kind of on that same line of thought or? A hundred percent, especially with like some of the stuff that we do see a little later in episode four, which we can talk about later. Uh, I definitely think it is leading that way. And really so far. I know, like, stuff in the first episode is not super well explained, and some people assume it was Kanchu taking over and, like, playing keep away with the Scarab with between uh, Steven and Harrow, but it very well could have just been Mark because they weren't speaking yet at that point, so it's, it's a little hard to know exactly what was supposed to be going on, but I, I like to think it was just Mark because I don't think Kanchu can really exert that kind of control. If he could, he would do it more. Yeah, I mean, he would have just been doing all this himself <laughs> instead of just yeah. trying to hope that, you know, either Stephen or Mark would be in the right control so he could do it. Yeah, that makes total sense. I, I'm i wondering, too, and, and one thing that I'm really impressed with the series as a whole kind of going on is, even as a huge Moon Knight fan, I have no idea where they're going, like, right now. Oh, yeah. Like, at all. Like, I can't I can't predict, like, what they're what the end game is, what, what's going to happen now. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty rad that of only, what, two episodes left that we're at that point, but... Um, the other big, uh, revelation of the third episode was the trial of the gods, um, Mm. which I had, I liked and I didn't like, and the the things I did like about it, I like, I like the whole, you know, the pantheon of gods and them being able to actually, you know, having avatars that they talk, you know, to talking to Kanchu and stuff. I wasn't a huge fan of the way Kanchu was portrayed through Steven or through, yeah, through Steve or through Mark rather. But I wasn't a huge fan of the whole like boisterous, you know, with him kind of talking. You know, I wasn't wasn't big yeah. on that. I thought it was a little cheesy. But I I understand it after watching it a couple times of mm-hmm. the fact that he hasn't been taken over by Kanchu before and he's not used to it. And she does tell him uh, the I forget the female goddess or that's talking to him at the beginning. She's like, just relax. Oh, I didn't write it down. Yeah, I forgot her name. But anyway, she's like just please relax. You know, it, it'll make it easier for you if you relax. And obviously he's not relaxing because he's stressed out and doesn't know what he's doing. He's very stiff. Yeah. So I, that was my only like complaint with the, that part. Yeah. Um, I actually do kind of like the way Conchu sounded in that. Granted, like it is, uh, Oscar Isaac, you know, doing his kind of take on the voice, but, uh, they, the gods specifically accuse Conchu of like, uh, his like over the top theatrics and stuff, so that kind of makes sense when he takes over Mark. He's trying to use this big booming voice <laughs> to play into those theatrics that you know, all the other gods like know him for. Um, yeah, you, deliberately or not. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say it's one of those things. As I've watched it a couple more times, I'm like, okay, I I, I liked it more when I first saw it. I was like, I don't know if I I like that, but I do. I've kind of grown to like it. Uh, one one thing about that scene that I did I, at first I was really annoyed by it, but the more I think about it, I I hope it's indicative of something. And this is kind of just speculation territory, but the gods really did not seem to give a shit that Hera was trying to raise on it, and like they just had 
when you're in a trial, like the accused or they don't just ask the accused, like, hey, are you doing a bad thing? And expect a, a real answer. You know, he's like, uh, no, of course I'm not. By the way, he's crazy. Yeah, that's Why basically what it was. Him? Was like a like the the typical like gaslighting. Well, well, this guy is just nuts. And then he's like, yeah, I'm a little crazy. And they're like, oh, okay, we believe you. You know, and they just yeah. kind of brushed it under the rug. Yeah. So I I don't think that scene makes any sense unless the gods are not not necessarily helping, but letting it happen. You know, maybe they want to be brought back to the world, but they specifically say like they left because humanity forgot them. Maybe mm -hmm. they can't come back because they're not worshipped anymore, but like having a, a big global thing from an ancient Egyptian monster would like bring them back into people's minds, and maybe that would allow them to come back from the uh, the other void, which I thought was yeah. a cool name drop from the comics. Right. The last two episodes also had so many references to specific comic runs yeah i'm loving it <laughs> yeah and that's that's the the other void i i picked up on that too and i was like that's really cool that they're going that deep into the kind of comic lore to do that because i was like okay because a lot of you know anybody watching the mcu that's never been brought up before so it's you know yeah um i know too the uh the major fight scene of the episode which is about halfway through the episode which again this episode had a lot going on and it was moving really fast but um the big scene uh with anton um with them kind of visiting his his space of operations or I, I, again it's been a little bit since i've seen the episode but um mm. i liked it um the, again i love the i love the fight scenes i love i love everything i love the crescent moon cape which has been all the trailers and everything that's that, so cool that move that that was just awesome i was gonna say the <laughs> they they kind of make mark seem kind of like that like for him to be such a badass mercenary and he has undercover work like they kind of alluded to that during the scene he kind of was like, I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> here, which I was like, okay, yeah. this is a little odd. But um, he was kind of like, well, I just want to go see it. Like when he's like, what do you want to see? You know, I want to talk to him. It's like, I just, I just want to see it. You know, it was pretty cool. What were your thoughts on, on that whole, the whole battle and that whole scene? Um, I was super about it. Uh, I like getting, uh, another big thing with that episode was you do get more of Layla's backstory as well. It's not just more about Mark. Like, so they're really fleshing out uh, the secondary characters as well, which is great. Um, I I love her character. I'm very interested to see what they do with her. Uh, they kind of uh, when Harrow eventually shows up, they definitely mention, oh, Mark had something to do with your dad's death, which is another thing straight from the comics. That's Moon Knight number one. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty much con so, confirms that she's Mar Marlene's character is basically Layla. Yeah. So yeah, they 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 renamed her. Yeah. Um, which which I'm fine with. Like I, I don't think her name is super important yeah. and like it's more her personality and stuff which i think they're doing justice i was a little disappointed that they didn't have more of anton i hope he comes back like uh in a later episode there's only two episodes left so who knows but we didn't get to see him in his like midnight costume or anything like that and also when he uh exited the fight it was very weird he just takes the crescent dart to the back and disappears in the fog yeah i noticed that too uh, and i was like i wonder if that was like an editing thing I, i'm wondering too if if anything changed i doubt it because i haven't heard any news stories about this because you know with him passing away in real life the actor that played him Leo the, Gaspar. there you go but he passed away in a skiing accident i'm wondering if that has anything to do with maybe if they had to like edit it a certain way to like make it where it's like okay we don't want to you know what i mean because he died like a few months ago yeah. so i don't know but um or if he has a bigger role in the show at all or if that's just a one-off like they were going to bring him back for like another uh, something else later or whatever. But yeah. I guess we'll find out. Um, uh, 
always hope there's more. Um, I did really like the the back and forth between Steven and Mark in that. I uh, Granted, I've liked that from every episode so far, but where they're fighting for control during the actual fight, and Steven's like, oh, hey, let's just uh, let's everybody chill out, and let's talk it out, and then he immediately gets impaled, and he's like, okay, no, this sucks, you, you do it, Mark. That, that, was uh, pre- that was pretty funny. He's like, can everybody just chill the F out? I was like, it was, it yeah. was great. <laughs> I think that was my favorite comedy moment from the episode. Just how he just immediately regrets his decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instant karma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, and then immediately following that was the big the big ending part of the episode with Conchu and Mark and them aligning the stars to to basically find you know the tomb of or to find Ahmet's tomb, and which mm-hmm. I loved. Um, Christina absolutely loved it too. She thought that was like her favorite part of the episode. <laughs> she, she just it the way it was. Um, portrayed the way it was it was done but i'm just sitting there thinking though i'm like man if you're just a regular civilian living in the mcu your life is very interesting <laughs> like man like can you imagine like you just look at the sky and see stars moving and shit and you're just like oh my god what is happening right now you know and then you have purple aliens coming from the sky and i'm just like yeah your life sucks but um but yeah no yeah that was one of my favorite scenes i love that and i love um too to lead up to that it was the first time we've seen Mark actually take or turn into Steven or his mm. person without a cutaway and his acting in that scene is brilliant. Like I get, again, I said, I watched it a couple times, but his, the way his eyes change, his mannerisms and everything just to go from one to mm. the other, he's doing an excellent job. I think I totally agree. Um, it, it's rare that you can see one person play multiple characters while they still look the same. Like they'll really, the best other example I can think of is Tatiana Maslany from, uh, Orphan Black, yeah, who that's an excellent. He's going to be She-Hulk now, which I'm super excited about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he he just he changes his posture, his every, like the way he holds his hands, his shoulders, his the way he like his his face rests. It's he's absolutely killing it. The turning back the sky thing was visually beautiful, uh, and I really liked how Kanchu was actually pretty chill at that moment. Like they're talking about like oh we need to know what the stars look like 2000 years ago. Also, you should just be able to like have a computer program to do that. But, uh, they're on the time crunch. That's, I'm assuming <laughs> they might not have any wifi. The <laughs> they're in the middle of the desert. So probably not. Yeah. But you know, he's so he shows him how to do it. And, like, that's the first time he treats Steven with any kindness, which I liked. I like too. Yeah. The, course, sad, the sadness of Kanchu too. in that scene, like you could just tell when he's like, I remember every night or whatever. I remember that night. And then he's like, I remember every night. I think uh, that's what he says. And you could just tell mm-hmm. it, it was like the first time Kachu actually showed any emotion besides being angry dickhead. <laughs> or dickhead. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that was awesome. And then, yeah, he, the council of a- the other avatars convene and they imprison him in his little stone uh, statue. Uh, the Ushbadi, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Mark doesn't have any powers. You know, he's depowered. Can't summon the suit anymore. So, yeah, that was an interesting twist, too. I mean, to kind of go back, we didn't bring this up, but the way he summoned the gods was kind of cool at the beginning of the episode when he was summoning the trial and he oh. caused the solar eclipse. <laughs> I thought that was yep. funny. He's like, okay, I'm going to get, oh, I'm going to well, piss some people off in a minute, but uh, we're going to do this. <laughs> again, more the people in the MCU's life sucking. Like, yeah, for not just the sky rewinding itself, but a, a random solar eclipse that is not accounted for happening in the middle of the day. It has to be terrifying. <laughs> I don't know. Have to just assume like, oh, <laughs> uh, half the population of Earth is just going to disappear again any minute. 
yeah and that's the thing is i've, I've read a couple you know i've been reading articles and stuff and people are just like like trying to trying to throw the whole whenever there's a comic book movie or anything in the mcu everybody's like well if if the avengers saw this you know these stars going they would be oh i'm like there's so many problems going on right now. Plus, who, who knows if you couldn't, you could only see that in Egypt. It's a possibility. Who the hell knows? You know, yeah. it might all be in his head. It could all be in his head. Who the hell knows? But, um, well, it does, it does show other people in Cairo in looking Cairo. at the sky and watching yeah. it freak out. Uh, so definitely other people can see it. Uh, one, one thing that's been driving me nuts is there's a, like a theory channel I watch on, fa- on uh, YouTube and they keep going on about like, oh, they just, time traveled 2000 years into the past and it's like he rewound the sky that's it it's just it's not time travel it's just the stars you morons it's yeah. making me most of the time their postulations are like entertaining or uh, like plausible and that one's just so outlandish it's making me mad every time i see their channel pop up now i'm like <laughs> yeah i think i think that's the biggest thing is i no. do because i am in that same boat where i'm like i go down the rabbit hole of youtube videos and i'm sitting there watching stuff and i'm just listening to people and i'm like Oh my god, you have no idea what's going on. Like whatever. I mean, yeah. I get it. I mean, people don't understand the character or haven't been Moon Knight fans for years or they just want to come up with their theories and create clicks and all that jazz. But but yeah, episode 3 as a whole was my favorite episode, you know, of the first 3. Is that pretty much you said at the beginning that episodes 1, you know, 2 and 3, it's pretty much gotten better every single time for you and that's pretty much where you were at going into today's episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I Again, I had some notes on where we could go with episode four. I have, for the for the people listening or watching, um, totally deleted them because we're at episode four. It came out today since we're a week behind. So, mm. so let's jump into some episode four because there's a lot. Now, you want to talk about an episode that really blew my mind. Um, this now is my favorite episode. <laughs> so 10 statues at the beginning. Um, what I like, okay, yep. so I counted, yeah, I counted the whole, when they were bringing Kanchu's um, Ushmati. Bringing him to, and I, I counted 10 of them, and I'm like, isn't there like 10, 10, I know in the first episode he was talking about the, the Ennead, which is, there was 10 members of the Ennead, but I know that. There's nine. Or nine? Okay, is there nine? Okay. Yeah. But I'm sitting there wondering. There's like, nine, but there's only seven on the poster. Okay. So I'm wondering what the hell that was all about. Like, I, I, I don't know. Do you have any theories on that? Because I, as someone that's not, I'll be honest with you, the gods and all that is not my strong point. When it comes to uh, the M- Marvel Universe in general and the MCU, so what do you have any theories on that? Yeah, um, so I, I've been wa- I've actually been watching a bunch of videos recently about the very subject. So the Ennead is like Mark describes them. That's like the super group of gods, like or they're the rock star gods. Those are the ones that like everyone knows. They're the main, like the core group. But there's other gods. They're they're just lesser. You okay. know they're or maybe they're just like demigods or something. Uh, but the the core nine are the Ennead, and I forgot which two are missing off that poster. But o- Osiris is also not normally considered part of the Ennead, but he's there. Like that that's the main guy in the suit who's actually putting Kanchu's statue away. So they replaced someone in the Ennead with Osiris and there's two other ones who are missing at least from that poster and yeah there's aren't there only five who show up at the trial yeah yeah there was there's yeah. notably a decent amount missing <laughs> yeah so that would be at least like six who are missing because like I said one of them got swapped out for Osiris and then there's four or five other ones missing so six of them could be from the Ennead maybe not 
they didn't really show like a close up of any of the statues, so I can tell who any of them were supposed to be. Yeah, I think I think it was kind of intentionally dark too, so you, they could yeah add it later or talk about it later or whatever. Yeah, no, I I, I noticed that because I again I'm trying to pick up every detail I can as I'm watching episodes and stuff like that. Yeah, that, I thought that was an interesting. Um, kind of turn of events at the beginning of having the whole camera being upside down and kind of like the whole the, the way the episode started was it really interesting to me i don't know what the directorial mm-hmm. choice for that was but it, it was interesting the, that's kind of a running theme with a a lot of like the more artsy shots in the show though is like where you think you're looking at something right side up and then the camera like swings around and you're looking at a reflection and then you see the person like continue walking they did it like three times in the first episode so Right. It's a cool trick. I like it because it is kind of making you question the things that you're seeing and it's making you look at things from a different perspective. So, yeah. Yeah. And to, to kind of piggyback on your comment about Layla and how we're getting a lot of information on her. She, <laughs> I kind of, it's like five or six flares she used in this episode. She's like the flare queen, man. Like, <laughs> she, she takes out that, uh, at the very beginning, uh, there's, uh, the truck, you know, that are hunting mm-hmm. her and, and Mark or sorry, Steven, from the end of the last episode. And she takes them out. And then later in the episode, she takes out like uh, the uh, the clickers. I, I kind of, <laughs> I call them clickers because they were like <laughs> clickers from Last of Us because they were using the Last same. And I know that that's their way of communicating. You know, that's, it's a common, like for reptiles, that's how they communicate, you know, stuff like that. Mm. And, or, uh, sorry, Jurassic Park, I should say, reptiles. But Jurassic Park, that's how they communicate. Oh, the raptors. Yeah, the raptors. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I thought it was pretty interesting um, that she's she. I like that they made her a badass. She's not just a Mary Sue kind of character that's just like, oh, I'm here and I'm gonna mm. get in trouble constantly, like and everything. She can hold her own. She's shown it multiple <laughs> times. She's she's more yeah. capable than Steven as far as fighting or oh, anything. Definitely. So yeah, one funny part I found of the episode was <laughs> when Mark punches Steven when he kisses Leia. Oh, Layla, yes. I, I died laughing because it was just hilarious. <laughs> Because he's like, I'm going to throw. He's like, if you touch my wife, if you put, I'm going to throw throw us off a cliff or whatever. And then he's like, <laughs> he punches him, and then I was, oh my god, that was yeah. great. Well, he, it's pretty close. He does throw him down a hole instead yeah. of a cliff, but he still makes him like fall down. So that that's very fun. I like. It was very Fight Club because remember in Fight Fight Club, yeah. um, that whole scene within there, you know, when he punches himself, I was like, oh my god, that was great. Yeah. Oh, uh, right before that part, um, the music when they were walking through the canyon was really cool. Oh yeah. I don't yeah. know if you picked up on that, but that definitely struck me. Like, oh, this is this is beautiful sounding music. Uh, and the they did more of that um, like upside down shot imagery uh, in that canyon scene. Is that the well. part when they get out of the truck and she's talking yes, about when they start walking when they start walking and they see the goat up top yeah no i yeah that was i noticed that as well because i was actually mentioning i was mm-hmm. like man i i wonder if the soundtrack's out for the show yet because i i love the music like the, mm-hmm. everything i know we haven't talked about it much but the music in this whole show is pretty pretty good yeah the whole episode and i'll be honest um a lot of my feedback for the episode at first i thought it was really slow like watching it the it's kind of slow i mean there's a lot of exposition of mark's you know layla finding out you get a lot of information about her father and and him yeah. being a archaeologist and all that and being killed obviously which is like you said in the last you know for the last episode is straight out of moon knight <laughs> number one it's an interesting it was a lot of information for people that don't know that stuff and i think that's maybe the mm. the 
the bad thing of being a Moon Knight fan is like I already know this, but I'm glad that they're bringing it up. <laughs> but for fans that don't know it, you know, it's interesting to them. It was very. I love the the horror. Again, I brought this up in a previous episode. That the horror in this episode was really cool. I love the whole the, the creepy priests, demon clicker things, whatever they want to call them. I forget what they actually call them in the episode, but I thought it was pretty cool. I just assumed they were mummies. Or mummies, yeah. I, I see. You can't yeah. really tell because it was a dark episode too. It's very dark. Yeah. Um, My specific uh, note for that section was mummies making mummies. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Oh yeah, it was. It was pretty pretty brutal, man. I mean, they it was it was uh, tearing people apart and putting organs in the oh oh god in the jar the copic jars and in stuff. the copic jars. Uh, but yeah. oh, that that means he wants him to pass into the afterlife like with respect. So that's nice at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering too. I'm kind of as watching it. Harrow had so many men, and I'm wondering if he's just giving them up as like sacrifices to get through. The the, temp, the actual pyramid or the tomb probably I, I think that's probably that his, like something you do like just I'm oh you guys are gonna sacrifice yourself for Ahmed there you go to go back to Layla's father I know I know that they bring it up and you know in the comics it was um the character Bushman is the one that kills her father and everything I know there's some theories mm -hmm. going around and again watching YouTube listening to some podcasts and stuff like that um that it might in the in the series it could be that third personality that Mark did actually maybe kill, but it could be, but I don't think that's the oh, route they're going. It could just come up later. Like if Layla says like, well, yo, what was the name of the man who did it? I want revenge. He could be like, I already killed him. Like <laughs> they could just put it all in the past. You know, they yeah. don't, they don't have to bring it back, but it was really interesting because again, it was almost everything from the first issue. Uh, his partner got greedy and ended up killing her father exactly what happened in the issue right <laughs> you know we, we don't get to see it but they talk about it so it's really cool to see the show like fully acknowledging its roots and i still think we might see it it's a possibility especially after the ending of this episode i have a theory about the next episode i don't know anything about it but okay. um but um also too i thought it was kind of a cool twist of having it be alexander the great's tomb thought that was pretty cool <laughs> the f yeah that was really cool like i wasn't expecting um, that at all i'm terrible at history so when Steven was like, hold on, wait, is that Macedonian? There's no way that's Macedonian. I'm like, oh, wait, who? I know there's a general that's supposed to be from Macedonia who, wait, what was that? And then he finally says like, oh, Alexander the Great. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's who it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not good with history either, but um, I know Christina, she's super into like Egypt, Egyptology and all that. And she's all, all yeah. into this. So she's actually loving the show. But she knows nothing about Moon Knight, but it's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> it's got something for everybody. Yeah, it's basically. But yeah. The shocking, I, I know everybody's been talking about, because I, I know I brought it up, I think, in our first or second episode, about this was, like, the episode, I think, that all of the critics and all the media, basically, they gave them the first four episodes to, like, review or to screen, and then after this, it's, like, nothing else. And I can see why now, after seeing the ending of this episode, it's, like, it was it was awesome. And I think this is why this episode yeah. was so good. If they would have ended it with Mark getting shot, because he gets shot, for spoiler alert, um, at the very end of the episode, twice by Harrow. And falls into the water like in the heart, <laughs> right in the heart. Like it was, it was brutal. Just shoot, shoot him and kill him. I was like, what? What just happened? And then they didn't end it there. It, you know, flashes with him. You know, basically, it looked kind of like an ascension, like he was dying and ascending to the heavens or something. The way they filmed it, because if you look when he falls, it didn't, it didn't look like he was sinking. It looked like he was floating. Yeah, up. and also too, when he falls down into the water, the water is shallow. Like you can see, it's not deep water, so it wouldn't have been. So it's it's definitely in his head or. Is he's ascending? You know what I mean, or or, to, or his spirit, spirit? Yeah, whatever they were trying to go with there, but um, and then it 
the whole big twist at the end of him waking up in the mental hospital, which is straight out of the, um, was it the Lemire run of the comics yes. the, from 2016 or I think it was 2016, yep. but, um, yeah, it was, it was straight okay. up. Like I literally, it was like, Oh my God, they, they totally did <laughs> what I thought they should do at least for a little bit, what they're doing. I'm not sure where they're going to go with it. Obviously they only have two episodes left, but the Easter eggs, the amount of Easter eggs they had in that final, like, I don't know how, how many you caught, but I took notes. I tried to take as many as I could. I took, you know, the the whole the, the compass obviously with um was it Tomb Tomb Busters, the movie he's watching. He's watching a VHS of a yeah. movie Tomb Busters where he's named Stephen Grant and he has the compass. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's the obviously the scarab or whatever. And then the whole lunar god, he they don't refer to him as Kanchu, but they have a lunar god that they're that they mm-hmm. mention. And then you see Crawley, again, the guy that played Crawley. Yeah, he's the one calling off the bingo number. The bingo, right? yeah. Same actor. Okay, that's that's what I thought. So you have him, cool. you have uh, Donna. You know, they had pretty much everybody he's run into in the entire series so far <laughs> showed up uh-huh. at least as a cameo. Um, they have the cupcakes, which I saw the cupcakes um, from the cupcake truck in the first episode. Okay. So I was like, okay, that that goes in. The drawing of the bird with Conchu's face, because I know the one girl. Yep. The, I, and I think the actress, I think that's the same lady that gave Layla her passport in the third episode. That was making the passport. I think it is. After watching it, I kind of I couldn't put that. That was the only actress I couldn't figure out. Uh huh. But I think uh, it was Legaro. I'd have to double. Uh, she didn't look familiar to me at all, so I'd have to. Yeah, I, I don't I'm know if it was. Again right after this. And then um the wheelchair ankle strap. <laughs> I saw that. Yep. You know when he gets out the Moon Knight figure, which was kind of cool that they that they put in there in there. That and, was that. I thought that was really weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> why would he have an extra figure of this? Unless he just carved it so i don't know and then the goldfish you can see yeah. actually in the corner right next to where he's sitting in the wheelchair you can see the goldfish oh i missed i missed the goldfish i i i kind of just like was picking up on all like the egyptology stuff like uh donna was holding a scarab yeah. um which i think is from the Layla... gift shop, wasn't it like it was one of the plushies from the gift shop i want to say it looked like the ones when she, when they're in the first episode and he's talking about the Ennead yeah. and the miss the poster and everything and he, she's like can you put mm. these away i think it's the same plush i could be wrong so don't quote me on that. I but... don't remember there being a scarab. I know there was there was an alligator, um, a lion, and a hippo because those are the three animals that okay. make up Amit. Okay. Those I remember. I don't remember there being a scarab. So, you know. That was I, interesting. I have though. to go back and check. Layla has a bandage on her finger that also has a scarab drawn on it. Oh. And that's probably because her, her dad always called her his little scarab. Little so scarab. that's probably the reference there. Crawley was saying weird stuff like some of it was bingo numbers but he also said t16 there's no t on a bingo card so i'm okay. wondering what that's supposed to be a reference to uh that. it's got to be something that i just don't know um the two orderlies who were there were the detectives mm-hmm. from the uh, that work for harrow uh which is also very reminiscent of the lemire run yeah aren't they the same names i think bobby and they might they might be that's all that was all like the little easter eggy things that i caught yeah yeah and i I like the way it was um and actually i was reading an interview with oscar isaac today and he said he intentionally tried to act um like the the whole the the lost look of like like Uh like the audience is drugged with him of like not knowing what the hell's going on i thought that was pretty cool obviously harrow being his psychiatrist was 
great. I, th- I thought I was like, I kind of was like alluding to that in an earlier episode, but I was like, it would be really cool because of some of the way he talks and the way he's trying to get Steven to, and Mark to kind of, you know, oh, is he talking to you and stuff like that? I felt like it was very psychiatrist-like, and I really like that whole, um, that they actually portrayed him as like, obviously this is still in his head. Um, as the episode yeah. goes on, you know, he runs into an actual, you know, Stephen Grant and as you know, inside of a sarcophagus. And so there's two, there's Mark Spector and Stephen Grant standing there. So obviously this is not real. It's, it's a purgatory of some sort, which I, if I remember correctly, is kind of, kind of what's, uh, it's been a while since I've read the Lemire run, but I'm pretty sure it's very reminiscent of that. Isn't it something like he's kind of going in a battle with his mind to kind of, it's been a long time. <laughs> uh, it, it, I think it was more of the spirit, but uh, along the same lines. Like it's, cause because he I know basically... they had to, they had to pass into the other world or the into the afterlife specifically. Like there was a Charon esque figure who uh, like had to collect a soul in exchange for like letting them across whatever body of water that mm-hmm. there was. But uh, I think, I think that's where Crawley stayed behind and supposedly like Crawley died there. And we haven't really seen him since then. Yeah. And there was the, also the, in the um, comics when, when psychiatrist hero, I don't know what his actual name is, but um, he's talking, he's quoting Tomb Busters, and he kind of uses that. I forget the exact quote, but it's something like, "Before you can ascend to heaven, you have to go through hell," or something like that. And I thought that was a very interesting because the sec after that scene is when he kind of starts waking up and kind of realizing what's going on. And I don't know if that was intentional mm-hmm. or if it's more of like kind of alluding to the fact that he's going to have to get through this to get to where he needs to go basically i don't know um it, it was something about like the the tallest trees branches can't reach heaven unless its roots can reach hell there or so- it was something it was closer to that and it was a tree analogy but right after mark frees steven from the sarcophagus they're running down a hallway and there's another sarcophagus that definitely has someone in it it's like shaking and rocking back and forth and they just leave it. They don't open it to check and see what's in there. And I'm, I'm assuming that's got to be Jake. It's got to. It's got to be Jake Blackley. It's got to be. And and the the sarcophagus being red. I'm sitting there thinking, okay, red like looks evil. I don't know if that's what they're going with. And it was very. It was moving a lot. So it's like angry. <laughs> it's like that's what I yes. got from it. Um, but I I kind of took that too because I was kind of I was like, oh please, are they gonna? Is that how the episode's gonna end? Are they gonna open the sarcophagus and then another one comes out and you know, something, but I, I kind of get, I guess with what they're going with now that after watching it of him, them kind of just ignoring it. Cause obviously either Mark and Steven don't know about this third altar or they're they trying don't. to push it away so much. Cause they don't want to be, so they're like, Oh, I'm going to ignore this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it could uh-huh. go one of either route. The power of denial. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, which is also an Egypt joke. <laughs> and then the very last scene, which was, um, which I had to I had to Google the name because I I didn't catch it. Uh, is it Tawaret? Tawaret, the hippo goddess. Tawaret. <laughs> uh, Tawaret. Okay. I I I don't know why. Like it was silly, and then I was like, okay, I kind of like uh-huh. this. This is kind of funny because it it fits mm-hmm. in with the show. It's it's crazy. It's not. It's like people are gonna be like, what the hell just happened? Like I actually I was getting texts all day from friends, um, just wondering like, okay, what did I just watch? Like, <laughs> and I'm like. You're gonna have to check it out. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Even me, I don't have no yeah. idea where it's going. Um, yep. But I know she's um, apparently like a goddess of like what, like healing and I, I forget what her healing and protection. Healing and protection. So I can see now where they're kind of going with that. Of like, I can see the next episode, at least my prediction being entirely in this mental state of him 
learning to either deal with the DID or somehow being able to control it or ascending mm. to kind of, and then the last episode obviously being the final battle with Harrow and Amit and all this stuff. But I, I think we're going to get a lot of like either flashbacks in this coming episode or him dealing with his other personas. I think Jake Glockley will probably, my prediction is he's going to probably show up for the first time in the next episode. That's just my yeah. take on it. Cause that's going to be like, like the final boss battle to get through to your, <laughs> to yourself or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, that sounds like a pretty solid prediction. Um, like for story-wise for the structure, I think that makes the most sense. Uh, I do know that there are people cast as like Mr. and Mrs. Spectres that have to be his parents. They actually have first names. I just can't remember them from yeah. IMDb. So I know his parents have to show up at some point in the show. So there has to be a flashback at some point. So the next episode would make the most sense because that would really interrupt the like flow of the final episode where you're trying to resolve everything you're like oh let's do a flashback now like we just want to see it wrap up like yeah so episode five would be the perfect spot for that yeah i would imagine episode five is going to be whatever exposition they need to get through <laughs> is going to be in the next episode i would hope um like having yeah. his parents uh you know him being a son of a rabbi um then maybe you know getting into that getting into even if they want to show like and this is why i said earlier i think we might see the scene of Layla's father getting killed like they might actually flash back to like showing the moment he was killed I, I don't know if that could actually is going to happen but I just I'd like if they're going to do it I th feel like the next episode's the one they should do it in but that would actually make a lot of sense if if like his guilt from that is something that he has to confront and right. like forgive himself for that would actually be really cool like I could see like maybe that's the way the episode opens even like before the whole Marvel mm. Studios logo like show the whole scene i i just that would be kind of a cool at least take on it to kind of break up the what just happened and then flash forward to the other part yeah. as far as where we go from um this episode that's that's pretty much my prediction on kind of where they're going because i mean again there's this show has been it's really well done there's all there's things to like and dislike i've, I've heard numerous opinions from both both sides <laughs> like some people don't mm. like it don't like the the take on it or whatever but it's i love it i, I so far i'm loving um what they're doing with uh, with the series but i have no idea i the thing i love most about is going into episode five i really don't know where they're going with anything <laughs> and that's great i love that yeah they're doing a great job of like uh not not even like being unpredictable but they're they're just doing such an original approach towards the character that it's it's not ba it's also not based directly on anything there's like little hints and nods but there's nothing where you can go like Oh yeah, they're doing this story, so and that's this is how that story ends. So they're going to do this. No, it's it's all original, it's all new, it's fresh, uh, and they're just doing a really good job. The twist at the end. I know a lot of people are like, well, it, you know, the the theories are going all over the place right now of whether or not. Oh, did that mean the first four episodes only happened in Mark's head? No, I don't believe that at all. I think everything happened. He did get shot, and this is kind of like I don't a better way to put it is like a comatose state, I guess. I feel like that that's the route they're going. I, I don't think they're going to do the whole rug, pull the rug under you and do the whole, well, all this happened in his head because that would just, to me, that would ruin the series. It would be like, okay, well, the yeah. first four episodes were kind of pointless. Like no, nothing actually happened. It's, you know, um, so, and in the comics, obviously, you know, if you go back and read that run, it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think that's the route they're going. So for those watching, it's not. <laughs> I don't think that that's the case at all. Also, the the ending is too surreal for this to be reality. Yeah. Air quotes reality. 
Well, Hippo uh, God is just chilling. I mean, that there, there's that. There's like for the beginning of him being in the mental hospital, it, everything is like very clean and white and sterile. And that, but then as soon as he is trying to get away from Harrow, it, stuff's just weird. Like the hallways are kilted to the side. The lamps uh, that are hanging from the ceiling are like yellow and have like a soft yellow light instead of this like harsh white medical light. So like already the illusion is starting to break down. And then he finds himself in a sarcophagus. Why would that be there? Though it, right. That all has to be like mental representations of other stuff. So th this has to be some other form of unreality. It it doesn't make any sense for any, for it to be anything else. Yeah, and and I I kind of I'm at the point now too. They've hinted at it for what two episodes, or actually the whole series now. I do want if there's a third persona or whatever third altar, I really would like them to <laughs> show it. And it's not like a post credit scene yeah. of the last episode. Like I, I I remember predicting that back in episode one, where I was like, oh, I could see him getting into a cab and he's looking at Jake Lockley through the like the rearview mirror or something, which would still be kind of a cool like. Easter egg, but I'm like, I don't want that to happen, especially with now there being rumors that this might be a one-off series and and all that jazz. Like, I, I I want I want them to tell a full story, but get everything I want in there, and then if they don't bring it back ever again, and I never see Moon Knight, at least I got what I wanted. You know, but I, I think they're definitely doing too much, uh, hinting at it for it to be any kind of after the credit scene. It has to be important, right, to the end. Uh, otherwise, why? <laughs> It's going to be different, and I and I know there's Jake Lockley is portrayed, you know, it's going to be portrayed differently than the comics. Obviously, Stephen Grant is nothing like he is in the comics, which I I'm okay with. Yeah. Like this is again a different telling of Moon Knight. Uh, Mark Spector is very much like Mark Spector is, I would say, and um, but obviously Jake Lockley is not a just a murderous killer. So I don't know if they're going that route or if it's more of a he's just self defense. Or if he is an, a, an evil alter, I know that's been a rumor, and I hope that's not the route they're kind of going with. I think it's just more brutal, maybe. That that'd be my yeah. take on that. Yeah. Well, the not not uh, not the current run of the comics, but the last two, the Lemire and the Bemis run, uh, Lockley was a more brutal alter. Like, if uh, somebody like really needed to shake it out of him, he would come out and do, do deliver that ass kicking. You know. Yeah. Uh, he was like just a, a brutal brawler. He didn't do like uh, martial arts fighting like Mark tends to do, uh, or anything else like that. He was just like a badass bare knuckle brawler. So that's cool. Um, I, I definitely think that's the direction they're going with this version of the character, cause, especially because they're pulling so much stuff from the Lemire run specifically, uh, and then there's several other hints towards the Bemis run as well, uh, kind of with the mental health aspect at least. So they're, they're, they have very good source material that they're pulling from. Uh, like they're not using any of the uh, Mark Spector Moon Knight, which is not a great run, or the Bendis the Moon 90s. Knight, which is a terrible run. <laughs> well, my, uh, in their defense, most 90s comics were not the best. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, weirdly, one of my only gripes for the last episode was the outro music wasn't... Oh the cool like Egyptian hip hop that they've used the last three episodes. And it's just, got, Oh, here's a standard score, like kind of generic superhero stuff. I'm like, that's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> I was really digging the, the yeah, especially after yeah, the other first three episodes had some amazing music. And I know the, the uh, Mohammed Diab, he's very, I mean, he's very passionate about them portraying Egypt and the Egyptian culture and, 
in a very authentic way, which is why the music is different and why it's, you know, Kyra was represented as not being like, I know he got into it with like the Wonder Woman director because he made a comment about Wonder Woman yeah. in 1984 about the way that uh, Kyra was portrayed. And so I'm, I'm glad they got him because if they're going to do a story in Egypt, they need to make it as authentic as possible, in my opinion. So pretty good. Yeah, same. Uh, that uh, we glossed, or we didn't get to mention that at all. Unfortunately, we're talking about episode three, but uh, when Mark is just running through the city, uh, it definitely has a very unique feel to it. It doesn't feel like oh, they're just filming it in Morocco and saying it's Egypt or anything. Like it feels different from all of that. So it's it's very believably Egyptian. Well, and that's and the thing, I, yeah, I most of Cairo is always, like, represented, or the pyramids, it's just a bunch of huge pyramids and a couple of shacks, you know, around it. It's No, it's an actual thriving city, it's not like, you know what I mean? So, it's it's cool that they actually are um, are doing that, but, but yeah, so overall, I mean, the first four episodes, I'm, I'm excited now, like, this episode really, I mean, they knew what they were doing with, you know, only sending the four, first four episodes out to the media and stuff, I mean, now I'm, like invested to the point of like okay now i can't wait for the next episode like after episode three i was kind of like okay I can, it, it's it's good I, I, it was again my favorite but i was kind of like okay i can wait whatever now i definitely want to see what's going on gonna happen now i'm i'm invested yeah, same, same boat um grant i i'm the one staying up till uh, 4 a.m every wednesday morning so i can watch it as soon as it drops uh but well, that's if i could do that it. man i would totally do that i would I, if i if i had the schedule to do that um i i would i am suffering oh my god yeah i i don't i i it's 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 been brutal man it's been brutal so but yeah no um thank you we will do this again i plan on we're going to do the last two episodes and we might even do possibly if jared if you're cool with it maybe the week after the sixth episode maybe just do like a full-on like recap of the entire series like or like a review of it or something like that we'll just talk about like our favorite parts of the show or something like that. Maybe we'll, 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 we'll hash out the details on that, but I'd absolutely be down. Um, I'll come back and talk about whatever, anytime. Uh, Especially because I'm, I'm probably going to rewatch the whole this. series. So <laughs> I, I put I, the Wednesday or the Friday after the final episode airs, I'm going to watch all of it at once. <laughs> yeah. I think I want now yeah. knowing what I know now and like, depending on where they go with the storyline, I'm definitely going to be, binging it the like you said probably the day after the sixth episode I'm, i might just watch it all as one long movie mm-hmm. and just be done with it but yeah well, thank you again for joining me inside the bunker and we will talk to you guys next week